zoo zoo wow. Pick the chow. Kachow. Flinky, flinky, flinky. <laughs> Yeah, and, no, that's, <laughs> and scene, um, just you know, an insight into the inner mechanisms of our minds, mm-hmm, listeners. Mm-hmm, I guess mm-hmm. we've started the, the that's deep fine. inner inner dystopia. Welcome back. How you? Welcome how you, back to what? Welcome back to Boozicals, which is the podcast where we do what, Campbell? We drink a bunch and. Talk about musicals. Very and, You know, some themes, some music, some, some educational motifs. stuff. Motifs. Mm. Some figurative language, mayhaps. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Some musical uh, but, terms of the day. Which is really funny. We're explaining that, like, in detail, because today we're not doing that. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> um, like, today. Like our first season, we thought it'd be, you know, fun to have, like, little shorter check-in Fun mm-hmm. stuff episode. So this is our first one of season two. Happy, Happy hour, hour special. Number six. Ooh. We love Cheers. it. We love it. Cheers. Clink. Clunk. Mm. Delightful. So what? We're, since we're not having a specific musical today, we're still drinking. Mm-hmm. Um, and Campbell, we're drinking different drinks. Isn't that yeah. wild? I think that's fun. Well, sometimes we do that. Fun, like, different fresh. variations of the same drink. Like Barbie and uh, uh, Prince and the Popper. I was going to say, the drink I'm drinking, you did not have this version of it. That's true, which ironically, now I do have the ingredients for that version. Oh, that is fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, I am drinking a classic Negroni that we drank during our Kinky Boots episode. So, you know, equal parts, sweet vermouth, gin uh campari or some kind of like bitter aperitif so i'm actually using aperol right now which is really like that um you know orange rind express the oils and we also last time decided to put some orange bitters in there as well so i did that and i went like a little extra on the sweet vermouth because that's uh running low on stock and i had (laughs) the ingredients for negroni so that's what i'm drinking so i was like how much sweet vermouth do I have left? And I'll scale the rest up. I feel that. Which is a great, you know, intrinsic feature of some of these, like, classic, like, few ingredient drinks, which I love. And it's delicious. I'm a big fan of it. I love that for you. I also have Aperol. That's probably what I'm going to put in my drink later. I, on the other hand, am drinking our has nothing to do with this movie, uh, Thai iced tea cocktail. (laughs) Um, from when we did The King and I. Um, I was going through all of our previous episodes from the season. I was like, these are honestly some great cocktails. I had a really hard time picking. But this one, one, I still had uh, nearly a full bag of Thai tea in my cupboard. And I was like, (laughs) I need to use this at some point. Um, No, you get to use this. I get to use it, indeed. And get, honestly, is the best descriptor because this is such, like, it's weirdly comforting almost. It's such a very... It's like, like so roasty, toasty. It's so such a deep flavor. It almost reminds me of coffee and the richness of it. Um, mm. And then like with the condensed milk and the and the vodka, it's just perfect balance in there. Nice. I've been... Recently, I've been like getting a lot of those, uh, you know, milk teas. I mean, that's kind of a version of what you're drinking. But like they have... They make canned milk teas. Um that you can get at your, you know, local Asian supermarkets. Mm-hmm. And we found this new one. Well, not a new one, but we just never seen it before. And I saw on the can itself, they had Digimon on them. I was like, oh, that's super Ooh. gimmicky. I must try them all. So I got the all three of them. One, delicious. Incredible by itself. Two... Put a shot of vodka in that can. Ooh, spice it up. And you're good to go. So my man, like, uh, got, like, a case of these, like, milk teas with, like, boba in them, like, canned. Yeah. So I have a lot of them in the refrigerator, and it's my, like, go-to drink now. That's awesome. With or without vodka. Love that for you. Because I'm out of vodka, so. (laughs) Oops. How could you ever be out of vodka? Because I drank it all. So, Campbell, how have you been since uh, we had our hiatus? You know, we came back. How was the start of this Oh, yeah, we're checking in with us and the listeners. (laughs) Yeah. How has the start of this uh, season been feeling for you? It's been feeling really good. I want to first and foremost 
thank, hey, listeners, those of you that, like, re-listened, the new listeners we've gained. Yeah. Um, that we were, like, not putting anything out. Like, we, people were, like, still, like, going at it. That's awesome. Thank you. That makes me feel really good. I totally agree. I was a little nervous about, like, what the hiatus would kind of, like, do to our listener base. Mm -hmm. And it really felt like when we came back for season two, like, we kind of just picked right back up where we left off, which was definitely great for my mental health because I definitely needed that break. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, but I, it's been interesting these, these past, like, first few episodes of the season, you know, kind of getting back into our groove, um, and, and trying to, like, you know, rev things up a little bit, you know, try some new things here and there. Um. Like shorter episodes. Like shorter episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't fully delivered on that promise for everyone, We've but I've been trying. We've been doing so much better. Most... Like, wasn't this past episode, like, an hour and a half? Yeah. Yeah, which That's, I'm, I'm really what? trying to keep that as Don't ask average. for better. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we can do it. <laughs> um, just get excited. <laughs> but yeah, I, I really like this kind of like new flow that we have. I love that we're actively incorporating like musical terms and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so I, I have a good feeling about this episode. I feel like we're off to a good start. I think so too. Um, what has been your favorite musical that we've uh, watched so far? That we've watched so far? I think... You know, Falsettos is a close second to this, but I mm-hmm. think it's got to be Kinky Boots. I really, like, Kinky Boots was one that I had heard a lot about, and I mm-hmm. always, like, mentally intentioned to watch it. Um, and when I did watch it, it just absolutely still blew me out of the water. Like, I, I really enjoyed it. Nice. It was yeah. Falsettos for me. I just, the music was great. The comedy was great. The story broke my heart, and I cried almost constantly. Oh, yeah. Uh, but it was just so good. Wait, I, what has been your favorite drink so far? Has it been this? Oh, has nothing Campbell, to do with the I was going cocktail? to ask you that. What an interesting uh, question. Um, and actually, if I'm being honest, no. I think my actual favorite drink so far has been the Cool Rider, just because I really love <gasps> Was lemonade. that this season? Oh, man. Me too, yeah. Um, I really loved uh, lemonade and jalapeno. I just love that together in general. Yeah. Um, and just like a spicy lemonade, it was just perfect and very I forgot about that. Um, I almost picked it for this one. Might have, might be mine as well, especially uh, this weekend. It's been like the first like nice weather of the year. Like, it seems like the rain has stopped, but we will see. <laughs> like, this Friday is supposed to be 80 and sunny. Oh, wow, that's hot. Yeah, like, ours, we've be been swinging. Most of this week. We've been swinging yeah. like 30 degrees every every other week. It's wild. Oh, Virginia. Yeah. Gotta gotta love it. Um, but yeah, uh, Cool Rider's really good, but I also, the drink you're drinking, I really like. Um, I wouldn't say it was my favorite cocktail, but I was just really impressed by the aspects of it. I would say the sweet cheese. Oh, the sweet cheese was such a good one. I only, like... Uh, the Mars. That was just a little more involved. I was really surprised by the Mars because I'd never had Mars Capone before. I was aware that it was more of a creamy cheese, um, but I really couldn't recall having had it before, so I didn't really go in with many expectations about it. Um, and oh my gosh, that cheese foam bowled me over. That was I mean, so sh- good. Shout out to Joseph Ehrman, like once again, like he's incredible you can like yeah. follow him i like there's links and stuff like that to his instagram as well um but like he's uh, at cocktail ambassadors um and i think recently on instagram he was like a judge in like this like international or national like a liquor competition type oh, thing and i was like what what choices in my life do i need to like make so i can be part of something like that <laughs> Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, it's it's really interesting, especially as we've been, like, looking up these different recipes, like, trying to find, like, sometimes, like, things that other people have done that we can riff on and, like, inspiration. Some of the just creativity that is out there in terms of creating these cocktails and coming up with all these different elements is so fascinating and i've actually like as a result of this podcast i've been starting to get into like learning more about cocktails like i've had a lot of my friends you included provide me with books that either uh give you like compilations of cocktail ideas or like 
uh, like I have a and D themed like cocktail guide, like, and I'm really like. Wait, stuck. I don't know about that one. Oh, it's a it's a dungeon masters like uh, I think it's called dungeon masters uh, cocktail guide or drink guide or something. How like that. dare you that this is the first time hearing about it? How long have you had it? Um, How? only if, only a few months. I. Months. I want to say okay. Matt it's not like we regularly me. see each other and discuss both Dungeons and <laughs> wait months. That would be within the time that you visited me specifically and we played Dungeons and Dragons. Hush. Um, and <laughs> talked about cocktails and you know our podcast. So Hush I you. feel betrayed. <laughs> but I say all that to say that um, I'm really interested in like learning more about the like skill of mixology and i think we've already started using Mm -hmm. this podcast a little bit to just expand our own palettes expand what we know is possible with cocktails and like refine our own ability um and i just think it's really cool to be able to bring in uh other people and professionals that have more experience in this space and have already created some like truly amazing things yeah, because yeah. they're also really excited to share their work. So. Absol- like, yeah, like I think back to the Aubrey too. You know, back in season one, like that was oh, also that was amazing. So good. I and love like, that. Drink. I, I I really think about that drink a lot because, I mean, tequila, Midori, and then one of those like n- like naked plant based smoothie drinks things you can get for the grocery store. Yeah, none of those should work together. Right, and it it makes it such a and like, ginger beer herbal, I think. but also refreshing. Okay, so what are we what are we doing this season? I had someone ask me like, what is what is you know the distinctive you know difference between season two and season one? Really, all that means is that we're just trying some new stuff. Um, so mm-hmm. we talked about already, like if you've been listening to our season two episodes already, um, you know that we've added in some new segments. So we have um, our musical term of the day, which is. It has a name. It just changes every episode. <laughs> um, let's do it right now, and let's both take a swig of something. Oh, my um, gosh. <laughs> I, I just came up this... with an amazing one, but you go uh, first. I, mine is um, sipping on gin and news. Ooh, love Even though that. it's not like a vocabulary word, but it's like, oh, that's something. <laughs> that's all. That was my first thought. News. I love that. I love that for you. Mine is liquored up learning. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, you're just taking Cheers. a you're just taking a full on swig. Okay. I don't feel like getting a shot glass. Fair. Cheers. Cheers. Whoo. And we don't have one for today, but I don't know. Keep the segment alive. Absolutely. Whoo. That oh, was. Oh, this gin in my mustache fun. that's like steeping down. Oh. <laughs> Can't relate because I don't have facial hair. Um. Not yet. Uh, rude. <laughs> um. So some more segments, we have our musical term of the day. We also have like my discussion question section in addition to our composer's corner. Composer's corner is kind of always a thing, um, but the discussion question section specifically, I brought in because obviously Campbell and I like to have more in-depth discussions about music and sometimes they lengthen the episode. So we figured, you know, what if we tried to give ourselves, you know, a couple of dedicated minutes where we can like just talk about something interesting um, that peaked particularly my interest couple loosely defined (laughs) uh that peaked particularly my interest during the episodes although campbell if you ever feel like you know if you if if one if one pops in your head while you're watching the movie feel free to launch it on over to me and that can be our discussion question for the the episode nice what i like to do if there's something i really want to discuss i'll just bring it up and if it happens to also be a discussion question i can throw you for a loop that seems fun to me i uh, hate that but okay (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, and so, yeah, we're going to try to do, like, shorter episodes, aiming for an hour and a half average for them. Every now and then, we're going to have a little bit longer one, just because that's the way the cookie crumbles, but trying to keep it to an hour and a half average, which I think so far, we're not doing too shabby on. No, we're not. Um, so yeah, give us some feedback. Do you like these new segments? Uh, do you like when episodes do look like they're going to be a little bit longer? Raven's been doing this really cool thing where she's cutting specific conversations that we really like, but maybe like don't need to be could be removed (laughs) but like releasing those separately do you like that is that fun for you let us know um yeah yeah are there any musicals that we're going to do or cocktails we're going to do that you're excited for and we can give a little preview to our listeners because i can start (laughs) okay 
I haven't come up with it yet, but the episode after this one releases, listeners, spoiler, is going to be Moulin Rouge, and oh, yeah. we're going to be making an absinthe-based cocktail. And maybe two years ago, I was given this as a gift from Josh. Uh, shout out to Josh. But an absinthe-making kit. Ooh. Um, as in, it's like all the like herb spices and all that kind of like jank, like the wormwood and stuff mm-hmm. that you would add to like a really high proof like liquor. Um, and it is legal to buy Everclear in Oregon, so I will have all the ingredients. Apparently, because I found out in D and D last night that one, it is legal, but two, they keep it behind the counter. That's why I haven't seen it. And I refuse to ask anyone for anything because Absolutely. I don't want to be a burden As and I should, should know better. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're going to have a special guest. I'll let that be a secret. Um, but for that drink, um, for the absinthe uh, that I will at least be using, I'll be making it myself. That seems fun. Um, I don't really know what that cocktail is going to be yet or if I just want to do like classic how like the classic spoon sugar cube absinthe kind yeah. of drink i should probably also Which ask I, our guest I, would love, if, I love classic absinthe same um i should probably ask our guest if uh yeah, they're cool with opinion. absinthe <laughs> um yeah i'll text him this week though i'm yeah. making it regardless um but i just thought that love would be that. really fitting for moulin rouge absolutely um, I think in terms of musical, one of the ones on our docket for this season that I'm really excited for is Joseph King of Dreams. Um, that was such a like close music, like close musical and like movie to my heart growing up. Um, actually, I get it. More you grew so, up super religious. <laughs> <laughs> actually, more so than Prince of Egypt. Like I really, there was something about uh, Joseph King of Dreams that I felt like I really connected to the character a lot. Um, which is weird, but <laughs> I felt like I really connected to the character a lot, and I really, I really loved the music from that from that movie. So I think it'll be interesting to, um, to be able to kind of explore that again, um, experience that musical again, um, and just play some music from it. I haven't, I have no idea what to do for the drink for that. Um, it's really gonna be. It's really going to be some craziness. I don't, I don't know what to do for it. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll think of some fun things. I don't know. A lot of times, like, separately, we have some, like, general ideas what we want to do. But I do like the cocktails we make that we, like, bounce these ideas off of each other. Like, for yeah. Enchanted, um, I really like how you were like, this is kind of, like, where I'm thinking with, like, the flavors and stuff. And then I offered some suggestions we can do it this that. way, maybe. And it, like, worked out really well. I just think we're a really good team, and I love you very much. Right now. Oh, I love you too, Campbell. Ugh, gross. Campbell, do you remember being back in like third grade and having like music class and learning to play the recorder and like hot cross buns? Fun fact. So, you know, I know a lot of wind instruments. I physically was Mm -hmm. not able to play the recorder. My teacher told me just to stand there at the concert. But yeah, I'm familiar with the concept. (laughs) That's so, wait, that's so, that's so sad. It's okay. I can play the bassoon. I've gotten over it. I don't feel bad about it. That's fair, I suppose. Okay, well, we'll, we'll move on. Put a pin in that. Um, put, put a pin in that. Boop. Um, so, unfortunately enough, uh, there are students all across the country that have never before had a general music education class and don't have the ability or the opportunity to access music education um, and get the chance to learn tons of different wind instruments um, or even just the recorder. And that's why we are partnering with Education Through Music, which is an organization that partners with low-income schools in New York City to provide students better access to music education. Also, 53% of New York City schools do not have a music teacher on faculty full-time. So, Education Through Music also provides weekly music education by putting qualified music teachers into these schools. 
Yeah, absolutely. And one of the reasons this is so important is because motivation for learning means motivation for staying in school. And a lot of the students that are able to be involved in these music programs report that they have uh, attended school when they otherwise would have skipped um, or like stayed in school when they otherwise like wouldn't have wanted to stay specifically because they were looking forward to music class or they were looking forward to ensemble um, and, and getting to learn uh, specifically about music. And you can support and learn more at p2p.onecause.com slash boozicals. That's p2p.onecause.com slash boozicals. can help out. Do you have an instrument that you've neglected and now it hates you? Do you have too much money and think, hey, this can go to a good place? Neither applies to me, but I want to talk to you about the Dodario Foundation. They believe in the transformative power of music and that mentoring and building communities through music can positively affect social change. 100% of every dollar raised goes directly to support efforts to get kids involved in community music programs, acquire and maintain instruments, provide college scholarships, and support new innovation in music education. You can learn more and donate at www.dodariofoundation.org slash about slash donate. That's www.dodariofoundation.org slash about slash donate. Hey there, listeners. Pop quiz. Who was your favorite teacher in school? Did it happen to be someone who inspired a movie? Did that movie later change the world? Because that's exactly what happened with Mr. Holland's opus, the story of the profound effect a dedicated music teacher had on generations of students. The composer for the film, Michael Kamen, later started the Mr. Holland's Opus Foundation in 1996 as his commitment to the future of music education. Today, the foundation works with schools nationwide to audit their music education programs, supply quality instruments, train teachers on basic instrument repair, and even offer customized consulting to make sure the school's program fits their students' needs. The impact of this foundation now ensures that hundreds of thousands of kids across the country are granted access to learn and play music in school, keeping music education alive and well. If you're interested in supporting their mission, you can donate online, over the phone, or even while you shop Amazon or eBay. Visit mhopus.org slash donate to learn more. I have, so I have two discussion questions for us today. The first one is kind of like an intro, like warm-up one. I don't expect it to take us long, but then that kind of like leads us into the second one, which will be, I think, a bit, a bit heftier. Well, stop nudging um, me. Just say it. <laughs> but the first one, like, what, what do we, we collectively and you individually, um, what do you think makes a good cocktail selection? Uh, like, what, what has been your methodology in the past for making your cocktails? Well, first of all, you know I like to be referred to with the royal y'all. <laughs> indeed, um, indeed. But something that I think makes a good cocktail is that there's a good amount of, like, blend in it. I don't want to necessarily only, like... I don't want one of the ingredients to be shining over the other ones. I think there's a way that you can like highlight certain things. Um, for example, when we did the Dreaming of You Margarita, mm -hmm. the avocado and the creaminess and like stuff like that, that was definitely highlighted in that like blended margarita. Yeah. But it just like was balanced with the tequila, with the lime, the, um, the spicy rim that we had. Um, so I think like, when I try to make a drink, think of a drink, improve or, you know, play around with a drink, um, I think that's like ultimately what I'm like, that's my goal is yeah. to have something that doesn't taste just like a bunch of ingredients together. That it tastes like something like, you know, a greater sum than its parts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that explains why you make such better cocktails than me because that is not that's my methodology not at all. I I disagree. I do think on the whole your cocktails are better than mine, but I don't think mine are bad necessarily wholesale. I just think you make really good Except for the greatest showman. Shut <laughs> Listeners, we are sorry about that. That is the that is the drink which shall not be named. <laughs> the balancing act. Great name, by the way. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I was balancing uh... whether I wanted to, you know, still be friends with you or still do this podcast. That's that was the balancing Hush act you. for me. Hush you. Um 
But I think that's interesting because, like, for me, I feel like when I'm coming up with a cocktail or selecting a cocktail for a musical, I really think of how it captures how I feel about that musical. Um, so, like, a lot of times oh, I'll either <laughs> center it on... And, and no, but like irrespective of the ingredients, like I pick the feeling first um, and either I'll center it on an individual character or just like an idea. So like uh, talking about the Enchanted one with that one, I knew I wanted it to be like very refreshing. I knew I wanted it to be sparkly, like like uh, like literally sparkling um, carbonated. I knew that I wanted it to be very herbal and like floral, um, but like sweet nonetheless, but not have that but have that sweetness like tempered by a bitterness. And I think like, for me, like I think of like the essence of what I want the drink to make me feel uh, relative to what the movie makes me feel. And then I pick the ingredients based on those components, if that makes sense. I think that's really interesting because that's then the opposite of how we listen to music, you and I. <laughs> it really you is. Are, you are lyrics first, like melody, background music, second. I am mm-hmm. first and foremost vibe first. Yeah, Lyrics, always. Sometimes never. Um, <laughs> it baffles me the amount of songs you love that you don't know all the words to. <laughs> well, I'm just like vibing. <laughs> Cannot relate. <laughs> I, I, li- I listen to music with lyrics the same that I listen to music without lyrics. Which I don't know why, but my brain has I such think a that hard time fathering it. Illogical, <laughs> but like how I just described it, I've never described it like that before. But yeah. that's fair, isn't it? That is fair. That is fair. It's very interesting, but it is fair. <laughs> that's so rude. Um. But yeah, I think I think that is really cool, and I think that's like a really good balance that we have because I know sometimes you like have uh posited a drink towards me and it's been very much i want to use like all these things because of here's my idea and i'm just Mm -hmm. like that's too much i don't i think we need to remove three out of those eight liquors (laughs) maybe i know how frozen two went and i don't know if this is gonna be the best for us yes because like i don't want us listeners please let us know when and if you make the drinks that we have i know that uh alex um whitehead uh there's a million alexes in our lives um (laughs) but like he was very intrigued by the cheese foam alex if you're listening to this make the cheese foam make the cheese tell us what you think just make it just make it just do it it. make it right now coward (laughs) you have not listening yeah, if you're not listening to this, wow. 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 Fake friend. Fake friend. I'm really looking forward to being your groomsman. Um, I love how we <laughs> just absolutely call out and shit on our like closest friends who like undeniably support us. By name, yeah. By name. Social security number. Listeners, go to his Personal name. address. Uh, don't do that. <laughs> um. But yeah, yeah, no, I, I think I, I think, think I think fun. that's an interesting thing to think about, especially so with that. I'm going to have to bounce some ideas off you Ooh, with um, the Moulin Rouge specifically because yes. I also uh, listeners don't hate me. I've never seen it before. Neither have I, deadass. Oh, so this might not be helpful. <laughs> I but, know one song that I'm absolutely in love with, and that's it. Yeah. Uh, my um. You know, we'll talk about Moulin Rouge when we do the episode. Um, yeah, yeah. But our guest knows it word for word the entire musical, I love so. that for him. Yeah. And I low-key see that for him. Yeah, me too. <laughs> He's great. <laughs> he is great. Um, okay. So, we've talked a lot about... about well, actually, this is the most we've really talked about our, our drinks on this podcast. Um, we've talked a little bit about good cocktails. The Campbell... What do you think makes good music? And this is an incredibly wide open and subjective question. Mm-hmm. And it is intentionally so. Oh, well, so, first and foremost, good music evokes an emotion. Interesting. Whether that, whatever that emotion is, sometimes doesn't matter. So I think, I kind of... I guess I'm in a roundabout way agree. Like one of the things that I have always struggled with is like 
there's no genre of music I consider bad. Like, there's no genre of music I, across the board, dislike. Um, because... I will now be spending this next period of time finding a genre that <laughs> Raven finds bad. Um, because... Challenge accepted. My thing is that, like, all music is someone's form of self-expression. Um, and effectively... What if you don't like the people and the uh, what they're expressing? I'm thinking about, like, fascist anthems. <laughs> okay, but here's the thing. If the music, if the music theory is good enough, a a bop is a fucking bop. (laughs) I will say that though, with like a lot, and I think this has to do with also like, um, Christian, some like forms of like Christian rock, Mm -hmm. um, some forms of like newer, more like, um, conservative country, and like some very just like hateful groups when they're trying to make music. Mm-hmm. The music is not good. Like, oh yeah, isn't that fun? How that just like works out. It often does, and I do very much appreciate it. But I think that does bring up an interesting question, Campbell. If a piece of music that that dovetails with this, if a piece of music is technically <sighs> good, you know, like it's got good chord progression, good use of motifs, um, it is performed well. All that great stuff, but it conveys a bad message. Is it still good? Okay, so there is this like song and band I have been listening to recently. I like heard mm-hmm. it on the radio, and I think uh, this one particular song was just about. I, like it's like everyone's too wor- well cancel culture sucks. Trying to mm-hmm. like dismiss mm-hmm. that Absolutely. they like. I think maybe murdered someone like 15 years ago or something oh, like great. that. Oh, love that, yeah. It's terrible. The The, the guy sucks. Mm-hmm. The song is really good. <laughs> uh, so I, that's actually something I'm really struggling with right now. So instead, I'm going to deflect. And I found Fair. this one article called 10 Weird Music Genres that you have probably never heard of. And I think I have a new uh, personality. Um, because this very <laughs> first one is Pirate Metal. Pirate metal? Yeah. Why do I feel so like I, think I can like imagine metal what that sea is? shanties. I feel like I'm about to say I feel like I can perfectly imagine what that is. Pirate metal is an extremely amusing yet quality genre. The songs in this specific genre tend to be sea shanties sung or shrieked in the style of heavy metal, but accompanied by folk instruments like the concertina. I would fucking love that. What? I love both sea shanties right? and metal. And folk music? What? Amazing. Okay, so apparently we need to listen to Ailstorm, which also, sick band name. Sick band um, name. Number two, uh, Math Rock. I already love it. I already know that math I love rock it. Math Rock is a specific style of indie rock. The name stems from the fact that it uses complex time signatures and unusual meters. Math Rock first emerged in the 1980s before peaking in the mid-1990s. Similar uses of non-standard time signatures and variable meters have been now adopted to pop music that consequently spawned the genre math pop. I was to say, why do I feel that like That just I... sounds like Steven St- Sondheim makes a rock album. Honestly, I feel like I've heard math rock before. But I can't... <laughs> this, one, this one's called Lowercase. Extreme and minimalist genre of ambient music called Lowercase. What kind of ambient music? Like white noise ambient bears, or uh, like... Forms uh, on his album, Forms of Paper, Rodin handled various types of paper, recording the sounds before amplifying, stretching, looping, and otherwise affecting. He did this until he generated a type of ambient electronic music. I think the concept of that is super interesting. I don't know if I'd necessarily like that. So this brings up... (laughs) I may have found a bad one. Continue. Oh, no, go ahead. Folktronica. (laughs) Yep, I hate it. Um. <laughs> Cute metal, like kawaii core. Um, that is actually really good. Um, so it's like heavy metal with anime and horror tropes. Um, it's fun. Baby metal is a really good band for that. There's also Witch House. Um, so it's like, it was initially coined as a joke by Travis Eddy, a.k.a. Picture Plane. The artist who put into the Witch House box did not have a unique and identifiable sound. 
It's characterized as having slow tempo, chopped and screwed songs that embrace goth, hip hop, drone noise, and even industrial stuff. I don't know about that one. Um, this one, I don't think you're going to like. German reggae. I'm intrigued by that, actually. And so we're going to, listeners, we're going to listen to these types. And uh, this next episode we'll record, if she likes, she'll give her review on German reggae. I will give I'm my giving review you on German reggae. Um, and then um, Vaporwave Squee. Squee. This type of predominantly instrumental music originated in Sweden and Finland that merges synth leads and bass lines with funk and soul-like rhythms. Its name comes from the idea that one is squeezing out the grooviest sound possible. I, I love, love that. I love that. But I will definitely at least be listening to uh, Pirate Metal. Absolutely. Um, and I do, I like, uh, what was that other one? The Kawaii Core. I've, like, heard some of that music before. I should get mm-hmm. more into it. Yeah, no, I'm behind that. Um, but the, uh, what was the one where they were making just a series of sounds? The paper one. Lowercase. Lowercase. So I feel like the lowercase one brings up another point of when we're talking about what is good music, what is music? Like I think of four minutes, 33 seconds by John Cage, uh, which is for anyone that doesn't know is a piece that is composed of four minutes and 33 seconds of silence. And technically that is a piece of music, but what I guess what does music like what is music to you what is it composed of and when when music appeals to you what is it about it that appeals to you i feel like music is like the art of sounds Mm -hmm. and i think absence of sounds like would count with sounds because i think some like really more like powerful like moments i think about like carl orff carmina brana o fortuna the first movement the like silence and like let that like reverb echo in like a concert hall um like that is really um can be powerful um so yeah just like the art of using sound to like convey like i don't know if emotion is too specific of a word but um, intention or meaning maybe meaning then yeah yeah i i say that because i think i think for me that's what music is is the application or use of sound with particular intent um because for me like when i think of music i i also think that like voices can be melodic and obviously in the sense of like vocal like like choral performances and stuff like that but even in the sense of like spoken word and oration i think that the human voice particularly is like naturally kind of melodic uh, we naturally I, have rhythms to our patterns of speech and those can be used used intentionally to draw out a particular emotion to evoke a particular emotion um and to generally just manipulate uh or utilize a specific melody to carry a particular message in yeah, the same because, way that i mean that's can. how like we learn how to speak Absolutely. Um, that's especially looking at into uh different languages and linguistics mm-hmm. uh some languages um are very like tonal in yeah. nature and when i say that i mean that there's a correlation between certain languages and then um, not tone deafness, but like musical ability um, mm-hmm. and like able to like harmonize and like understand like more like traditional music um, because some languages are like get into the science of like harmonics and things like that, yeah. which is like an entire field of study, which like confuses the fuck out of me <laughs> it does um, but it's, it's just so like cool. when you actually look into like the science of music and like what harmonics are and like why do different instruments sound different um and why can some things like span certain frequencies and others cannot like that that related things and why maybe 
certain frequency on this instrument is actually a different one on this instrument even if yeah. it's like similar like you know fucking like sound waves like sign like trigonometric uh like waves so yeah i and i think for me like music like music has the ability to touch you physically in the sense of like feeling the vibrations go through you um and also of course emotionally and like mentally uh or like psychologically so for me uh like campbell as you've already alluded to i grew up in the church um and my some of my first introduction of music outside of the actually no i think point blank like my first introduction of music really was gospel choirs and like growing up in the church and like that sort of music and for me there's always been something very spiritual about music like i when music uh when when i enjoy a piece of music i feel like a soul tie almost like i feel like a soul connection to that song like i feel the the rhythms and vibrations from that music almost like in the core of my being and i think that's how i feel when i even when i listen to other genres when i listen to other artists when i connect with other music and other types of music it feels like i'm forming a sort of soul connection with not necessarily that artist but that identity like that um that ideology that concept of understanding what it is that that person is feeling or experiencing and I think like in the same way that you were saying, Campbell, that music is the use of sound to convey a meaning, I think good music is music that successfully conveys that meaning. I think a lot of people will use a variety of musical stylings to um, represent a variety of emotions or ideas, um, a variety of like motifs and chord progressions and stuff like that. But I think as long as the message is communicated as long as um, what you're feeling, same, same as like any piece of writing, any piece of literature, any piece of media, as long as the message gets conveyed, I think the medium did its job, if that makes sense. Yeah. To some audience that is willing to receive that, that message and that experience. Yeah, I agree. Um, so with that, uh, reminder, uh, another fun things with these happy hour specials, um, Raymond and I are still going to play music. It's not going to be from a specific musical, um, but you will be able to hear her playing because we're choosing public domain music. So hey. I just want to talk about a little bit of the history for the song yes, I chose. So we will be playing um, La Paloma or The mm. Dove. Uh, it's a popular Spanish song, um, and it's been, like, reinterpreted, pro like, produced in different, like, settings, cultures, arrangements over the last, like, 140, 150 years. Um, it was written by Spanish Basque composer Sebastian Iriadier um, around 1860 after a visit to Cuba. Um, there are, like, more than a thousand versions of this song, and together with, like, Yesterday by the Beatles, it's one of the most recorded songs in the history of music. Um, and it's definitely, like, the most recorded Spanish song. Um, the, like, mot motif and, like, the themes can be traced back um, to 492 BC before Darius the Great's invasion of Greece. Um, and that was before, like, dubs were really seen in Europe. Um, and a Persian fleet was, like, caught in a storm, um, wrecked and when the Greeks observed like white doves escaping from the ships uh, Persian ships um, which were most likely like homing pigeons or things like that um, but just like leaving battle um, the notion that birds bringing home like a final message of loves from like a sailor who is lost of sea is kind of the message behind this song I also chose this song because a paloma is also a cocktail um there's, like, little that's known about the history of a Paloma. Mm -hmm. um, some believe it is named after this song specifically, um, but others believe it was created by uh, Don Javier Delgado Corona, um, who was the owner and bartender of La Capilla in Tequila, Mexico. Um, that's really interesting. Yeah, and it's very, like, a very simple drink. 
um, that it's just like two ounces of tequila, like a couple ounces of tequila, lime juice um, with ice, and then you top it with grapefruit soda, which is, have you had a Paloma before? I don't believe I have, although I do think grapefruit juice when I think Paloma. Maybe I'm thinking of, I'm thinking Pomelo. That's what I'm thinking. Never mind. Ah, gotcha. But Donna Javier Delgado Corona um, has been credited a lot of times with, like, originating this recipe in Mexico in the 1950s. Um, Nice. He was the owner of a popular bar um, in Tequila, Jalisco, Mexico, La Capilla. Um, He's also said to create, like, another, like, soda-based tequila cocktail, the Patanga, which, like the Paloma, it's, like, lime juice tequila ice but instead of grapefruit soda it's like a cola like coca-cola um which like i'm down to try i'm super down to try that that sounds really good because i've talked on the podcast recently my new favorite cola is boneyard brewing uh, makes a cbd cola Ooh. i think it's the best tasting cola i've ever had nice nice um, but yeah, so we're, that's the song we'll be playing with myself on the clarinet and Raven on the cello. Uh, but I thought this fu- song would be fun because one, we're allowed to like play it, reproduce, create, write, distribute. Yeah. Um, two, I think it's like, I don't know, it's just like a really um, historically like famous song. There's like a lot of origin origins and like a lot of cool stuff about the message and things like that. Uh, but also it's uh, related to like cocktails as well. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. That's really cool. I, I that's uh that's really cool history to have on it. Yeah. Yeah. So this was uh Campbell's um copyright free corner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Uh, the Love that. CCC. So we will not be right back. We'll be right here with some music. Here All we right. go. Be right back. Burb. the breathing hard (laughs) (laughs) yeah okay so listeners that's la paloma la paloma i really enjoyed that it was very uh at least for me very uh carmina barana uh and very uh carmen is something you're talking about in the beginning yeah absolutely which makes sense with the history and you know where it's from definitely and i like that kind of just like i love a bouncy bass line um, especially for my cello, the bum, but bum, very tango-y. I'm a fan. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
But yeah, so um, yeah, that's some stuff we're looking forward to for the season. Our next happy hour special is probably going to be something different. Um, but we Actually, at least want to are. do like one, like check in with each other. Yeah. As yeah, well and as we're going to. Uh, but like, yeah, we haven't like really checked in with each other and be like, oh, how we how do we feel? How like are we feeling? feeling? Yeah. Yeah. How are we feeling? Yeah. Well, about so, business like, here. Yeah, so like just like last season, we're going to be trying out some new things for this season's Happy Hour Specials. We got some stuff in the works that are going to be pretty interesting. So stick around and hang out for those. Um, and, you know, just keep on listening. Keep doing you. Keep, keep on, on trucking, listeners. Uh-huh. Ah! <laughs> Love it. Love uh, it. Two minds, one soul. Yeah. Uh, but if you, you know, want to share us with other people, uh, you can find us wherever podcasts are found. See, Indeed. I did that without being asked Raven because I'm a team uh, player. Oh, wow. Uh, and that's, you know, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean. Literally, wherever, like, podcasts can be found, you will find us there. Absolutely. And at a lot of these platforms, if you listen to us and you like us, which we hope you do, please rate us favorably, five stars, like comment uh follow us on those platforms because the more you do then the more we're going to be shared like on those platforms Mm -hmm. and we're really trying to raise a lot more money for music education especially this season like education through music check out our uh fundraiser link in the episode description um but yeah if you like us please let us know um and if if you don't like us you can burn in hell yeah you can go fuck yourself (laughs) um just kidding um Kind of. Are we um, <laughs> but you can email us at boozicals b-o-o-z-i-c-l-s at gmail.com or follow us on instagram at boozicals where i don't know i've really been popping off with the photoshopping i've been doing uh, the I one for an american it. tale um i don't Iconic. mean to say that like i upped you in my shoe game raven <laughs> but uh, not with the crocs <laughs> not with the crocs but when people saw it, they were wondering why you weren't photoshopped in it. Um, so, wow. <laughs> wow. I was wow, trying wow, to indeed. go with the style that was exhibited in the original, trying to do a callback. Interesting, call because back. I told you, I specifically told you where your favorite shoe. Was that your and favorite shoe? And that was the favorite shoe that I talked about in Kinky Boots. That was maybe those should, shoes. Maybe maybe it should be more fun. But wow. Anyway, um, so long. Mm. Farewell. Avita, say goodbye. <laughs> Bye. Bye, bitch. <laughs>